0: Welcome everybody, this is the Christian Marauder here, and I'm glad you all came tonight, but I have a really short message tonight because I want to share some things with you right now. During the last two weeks of December, I usually take off to spend time with family and relatives. So December 23rd and the 30th, I'm not going to be having any real shows. You will probably see this show either on the 23rd or the 30th. We will begin in earnest. In January, I'll, I'm going to go to three times a month in January. And it, as time progresses, you know, and my schedule gets busier, I might have to do two shows a month. I'm just letting you know as a heads up. And if you like the show, please share with other people. And also be sure to become a member of the Daily Renegade so you can watch the uninterrupted shows. With that, folks, I'm just going to go ahead. Whoops, I got a. Uh, a little light reflection in my glasses sorry about that let me move a little bit so that's not there well, anyway sorry about the re- light reflection in the glasses i'm just speaking candidly with you now but folks i want to answer some questions that have come up to me and stuff right now as you can see one thing is i'm redesigning my studio i took the flag down i put that up in for the fourth of july week and then i'll it all summer people saying keep the flag up keep the flag up yeah i can post the flag up but i like to change things around i actually did a green screen and did a test on a green screen i might do some green screen stuff to let you know and yes that is a martin on one side and a fender strat on the other side well it's actually a mexican strat but <laughs> but anyway i want to wish you all happy holidays and all these things and just know that that's what's coming down the pike i do get busy coming february onward i get kind of get busy with speaking and doing things sometimes more busy than others but we will see if you'd like to have me come and speak at a church conference or anything like that please let me know that'll be great but I had a question that uh, someone asked, why do you stress so much on the occult and stuff? Well, I'm going to try to do this. I don't have any notes or anything or anything right now, so I'm just going to tell you why. One is due to my after-death experience, but I'm not going to say I have some great revelation or anything from that. Because... Um, that experience had me digging my bible to test and make sure it was true and it happened lined up with the scripture because it does but also i learned something about the world of the demonic and what the demonic does and how it affects people because i see it because how it attacked me and the lord jesus christ came and he set me free he saved me when i when i deserved it not and that affected me affected me deeply and i owe jesus christ my life And as I get older, I want to pass on what I have learned to the younger generations. Like Drew Graffa says at the end of his show, I want you all to be radical for Jesus. I want you to be radical Christians. Because when I was younger, we were radical Christians. We were street witnessing. We were doing all kinds of things. I mean, I was involved in one move of God after another, and I haven't known anything since. And it perplexes me to see... In our modern times, such a low level of Bible literacy and uh, a move away from God and the bringing the occult into the church and justifying it and all that stuff it just grieves me. Cause I understand how the occult works. See, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against the principalities, powers, and you know, that verse in Ephesians chapter 6 that I quote a lot. But the entities, need human agents to work through they take get recruits and they want to work through the recruits and the reason for that i don't have time to get into it is because god has a promise and he gave humanity dominion over the earth so they want human agents in order to exercise their dominion through so we surrender ours and they take over so to speak pretty much that's pretty much what solid uh, biblical orthodox teaches So with that, I want to express that in the book of Exodus, chapter 7, it talks about Moses and Aaron confronting the wise men, the sorcerers, and the magicians. And they threw their staffs down, and three serpents appeared, and Aaron threw his down, and devoured those three. And and people read this in, in, in Christian circles as some really neat story. But high-level occult activity can do things like this. I know this, people don't want to believe it. I know you don't want to believe it. But you haven't dealt with this stuff and you haven't seen it. You don't have the experience with seeing this stuff. Let me explain. The, the wise guys are those who teach astrology and how to do all the occult things. The sorcerers are into high-level divination and witchcraft. And the magicians were actually the recorders and the documenters who teach astrology and all this stuff and how to put it all together these were the top dog and they were able to mimic two of the plagues the ones with the uh, let's see with the turning uh, water into blood and making the frogs appear there's a whole thing i'll teach upon that later as we go in the series on spiritual warfare that i will be teaching so with that i just want to let you know that the occult can do some incredible stuff, but they don't get there overnight. I, mean, I categorize the occult in five groups of people. You have the low-level recruits that they try to recruit kids like the like I posted on a website there. About, uh, and Derek Gilbert even talked about it at too, uh, in 5 and 10 a few weeks ago, about a book called The Children Guide to Demons. It's supposed to be a parody, really, but it teaches how to conjure demons to aid you. Okay? So that's the first entry level. When people grow up as teenagers and they start practicing the stuff, low-level stuff, they don't really know what they're doing. It, it weeds out who's serious and who's not to try to get to the higher levels. Then you got the third level where the Whitkins are, and you have that level, and and you get into pentagrams and casting of spells, and you get to the fourth level where the blood rites, and you practice, you know, walking and circumambulating around in circles. What a circumambulating is, you travel in a circle, and I don't have illustration here. Maybe I'll find a video. Maybe I can attach it to to this thing. But I tell you, take a cup of coffee put some cream in it and stir it up and you will notice when you stir it the ends of the water go up and then you create a vortex going down so the idea of circumambulating or going around in a circle and dancing and chanting and all this stuff is to bring something up out of the abyss or to put something down in the abyss okay just a little tidbit of information so people in that the third and fourth level category begin to transition into that type of, of stuff it's really heavy duty stuff and you know, they may um, go do animal sacrifices and stuff like that i'm going to explain to you what they do in animal sacrifices because i worked in community corrections i worked in the sheriff's department And um, that was my career path. I was a social worker. My field was criminal justice. I worked with uh, sex offenders. And some of these folks were full-blooded (laughs) Satanists. I'll just let you know that. So I know what I'm talking about. And so what they would tell me and what I found out from the data that would come in through the sheriff's department on the websites and stuff and through training we had to do is that in order they just didn't innocently slay some animal okay what they did was they tortured it or they strangled it and they killed it at the moment or slid its throat at the moment of the most terror and fear where it's thrashing about in order to absorb its life force so that's the fourth level of the occult does that to get that they do that and the circumvulate and all that stuff to raise up deific mass i talked about that a few weeks ago and it probably wasn't very popular, what I was trying to, sh- to convey, but a deific mask is what the occultists wear to channel spirits, or they can deific mask, or spirits are or, or called legions of spirits, will go out and attack an area, uh, attack a person, or attack a church. These people know what they're doing. So this fourth level, and third to fourth level, is involved in some of that. The fourth level gets into the strangling and all that. Now the fifth level is where the Egyptian... Uh, sorcerers were, the magicians were, these weren't guys pulling rabbits out of the hat. And the the, uh, wise guys, these weren't uh, people with uh, philosophers. These people knew how to turn staffs into snakes. This is high order uh, witchcraft. This is why also you have Moloch and they took babies and they burned them in fire alive. If you understand what is going on here, if you read about this stuff and you understand what the principalities and powers make people do. We don't war against the people. We war against the spirits. But have these people in the ancient days burn babies alive to get the life force out, to feel the most pain, so they get the most life force, so they get more spirits attached to a deific mass that they can throw around. I'm going to gross you out. I'm going to warn you. If you have a, a light stomach, please please turn off the video now. In 2009-10, I did some meetings down in the southwest. In 2010, in New Mexico, they arrested a guy that they were talking about. It was a native man. He practiced high-level witchcraft. This guy was known as a skinwalker. Before you write me off as crazy and a lunatic and all that stuff, a skinwalker is somebody who can transform their body into a beast or some other thing. And they travel for a certain time. Then they come back to their themselves. These people can do weird things. I've seen these individuals incarcerated after they get caught in jail. Uh, I was a bona fide serial killer. I don't know if you had any uh, privilege to ever talk to a serial killer or seeing one. How they operate. This guy was a full-blooded practicing one of these type of individuals. And... Um, things that this individual could do was beyond your mind will blow your mind in a jail cell it was incredible but anyway i won't go there but this individual who got caught was murdering children he would torture strangle them in order to get the life force out of them to enter him so he can feed the spirit so to speak so he have more spirits to operate out so he can change shape into a base a shape shifter skinwalker who could do really weird things with his thoughts with really weird things he can make his head turn around the 360s i mean i'm talking the stories of this guy that's been verified that happened at this time in 2010 in new mexico was incredible well they caught him the fbi got him he was federal crimes and stuff he's serving a life sentence now i'm not i can't give you any more information (laughs) other than that right now but anyway i just want to say that that's what the egyptian magicians, the sorcerers, and the the wise occultists were doing. They were the high-order, fifth-level types who practiced blood rites, sacrifices, and did this stuff. So you ask me, why am I warning people about this? Well, because in the last days, this type of thing will increase. And when they these people know what they are doing, and the church is stupid, to put it mildly, they do not understand what... Is going on, they don't grasp the gravity of the situation of spiritual warfare that we are in. Someone cascaded me and sent me a message and stuff. Says, How dare you? In one of your last messages, you cursed people. Says, so, No, I didn't curse people. All I did was read Ezekiel chapter 13, verses 18 through 23. And I asked the Lord to bless those people practicing this stuff with salvation. Not long life, not prosperity, that everything will, you know, not with love, no, salvation, that they repent. That's the best gift I know to give them, to bless them with. And then I turn them over how the scripture says to do, that God's going to take care of them. God will take care of them. If they don't repent, And God will do something harsh to them. It's in, not in my hands. That's that's God's talking in those verses. He's saying what He's going to do to stop their divination. He stopped that man's divination in New Mexico. He stopped that serial killer that I saw in the jail that I, that I had to work with a little bit. <laughs> um, that was a story in itself. But I'll I digress. But anyway. These people know what they're doing. So you have covens who, so a few of those people in the coven are probably high-ordered types. And they get the others in all five levels to focus their intent to attack. All you need is a couple of covens in a city. And they will attack every single church in that city to blind them, put veils on them, to, to keep people from implementing this the, the armor of God uh implementing what the calling a god on somebody's life they will make the heart sad they will kill people before their time not just necessarily murdering them but they will kill your hopes your dreams fill you with depression they'll send it your way these people know what they're doing if you're in the ministry these people target you if you don't know how to fight and become a radical christian you're going to get your lunch ate i'm speaking from experience some people say oh you lost it whatever no I like what Derek Gilbert said once, and you know, long many years ago, I, I turned it on and I turned on. And here's this guy there, and he goes talking about fallen gods and stuff. And I was doing my research at the time on the fallen gods, as the fallen watchers and angels. And I was doing all my stuff and all this stuff, and here Derek Gilbert said the most amazing thing. He says these things want to kill you. And I said, "Wow, there's somebody who understands. These things want to kill you." And so I got hooked on watching Derek Gilbert because of what he said on that. (laughs) He's right. They want to kill you. And the church wants to play mamby-pamby games with spiritual warfare, and they get their lunch ate. And I I tell you, we can't do that. Another thing that these high-order occultists do through what I call the theific mask, I mean, it's not my term. The Bible calls these placing veils on people's heads. Modern occultists like Michael Ford in his books, occult books, which Lord... And I had to pray about reading them and stuff. Don't, don't... Spare your hate mail. I did research. <laughs> I learned this from Gary Wayne. I learned this from these other folks. Man, you have to dig. You have to find. You have to dig. You have to research. And so... I find out what they do. They put deific masks and they use these spirits to attack people with. Okay, okay. And so what they do is that uh, you have a head principality, and under them, that principality wears the finger puppets, as Sharon Gilbert would say. And so these are manifestations of the of the same spirit, but these are actually I call them. I found out this is a military formation, legions. And, and, and troops that they are sent out to do the Aphrodite side of Ishtar or the Artemis side of Ishtar to attack their opponents okay are the Enlil. you know an Enlil spirit is let loose you have child sexual abuse, child pornography you have uh, abuse you have uh, gender flipping you know, all these things involve gender flipping but you have you'll see this manifest big time and enforced in different aspects of the deific mask of Enlil. I'm using the Mesopotamian. I can say Kronos. If you want to know the Greek counterpart, I can go through all kinds of things. I can talk about an Enki spirit. will send out his deific mask and his legion sent forth over an area. And these people in the occult know how to conjure up, get the information from these entities to do this stuff in an area to bamboozle people and keep people from fighting anything. And so you'll have a spread of the occult going gung-ho all over the place. We're seeing it now. A while back, there were more witches than Presbyterians. Proud, you know, I'm just saying. I read headlines in Fox News or CNN or whatever, or in the newspaper, whatever you want to read, you'll see these headlines. The occult is growing. Uh... Catholic exorcists are very busy. <laughs> people in deliverance ministry are very busy when these things happen. You have high suicide rates because the spirit of Enlil seeks to kill. And so you have the stuff being really, and these people release the stuff. They bring it up out of the abyss, like that circumbulating, bringing it up out in order to bring people and trap them down into the abyss. And so that is why i spend a lot of time on spiritual warfare talking about this stuff because the enemy doesn't play fair but the church plays very fair and just wants to hug and love everybody but you got to understand we are in a war not against flesh and blood but against the principalities if you can go to know how to fight the principalities and powers and all that that want to kill you and how they use people and implement these plans you can break the power over those people so prayerfully will get saved if not god will take care of them i leave those people in god's hand so i want to end with another question and try to tie all this together in uh, a question came to me says you taught in, in the book of matthew there were the religious leaders were saying that jesus cast out spirits by Beelzebub, by the devil and jesus responded devil devil's kingdom is not divided a house." Of divided against itself will not stand okay and that when a spirit leaves a person it finds the house empty and then he brings back seven more worse than him and people read that and they don't quite understand this because they don't understand the ancient mesopotamian or the ancient pagan devil casting out rites, you know deliverance rites. you know they had to cast out they cast out spirits you had seven sons of Skeva who tried this they were practicing that type thing and israel they have what is known as spirit bowls where they have they write hebrew letters they circumambulate around into a spiral and you supposedly get a spirit you cast you turn this bowl over and the spirits in the middle of it and you take it outside somewhere and get rid of the spirit these are the rituals that came from mesopotamia how to cast out spirits and so i want to share on that because someone says "You, you you said stuff that just blew my mind on that where did you get that well first off the ancient pagan storylines you read those and if you think that all the ancient pagan gods are the fallen angels are all divided in fighting each other you, you you're missing it because i was missing it i learned this by you know, working community corrections as well as prayerfully looking at this i go this is exactly what they teach humanity they teach humanity to backstab each other betray each other in fighting this is their tactics this is what they do they're broadcasting they're mirroring it and and so you emulate and act like they do on earth they're not divided they're not infighting with each other i know i come in disagreement with a lot of head honchos here who study this stuff but i know what i'm talking about they're not divided because jesus said they're not divided a kingdom divided against itself will not stand that's what jesus said not me So you have these Mesopotamian exorcist rites that would use spirits to cast out other spirits. This is what Jesus is referring to because these people knew it. Because they were accusing Jesus of doing the same thing. And Jesus uses a term called Beelzebub. Beelzebub means Lord of the Swarm there are several lords of the swarm when you study the pagan gods there are many actually the ancient egyptians had many <laughs> lords of the swarm flies lice whatever they they had that and so a lord of the swarm could either refer to satan himself or it can refer to one of a, another entity under his con- command who has another swarm to command okay And when you look this up, and I did research, and I shared on it a while back, this is Balbereth, who was known as Beelzebub also. He was responsible as the strong man to decide how to cast out spirits out of people. So you would send a spirit in order to cast out another spirit out of a person. So the ancient Mesopotamian rites and the Canaanite rites and those ancient uh, exorcist rites, they would use spirits to cast out other spirits, the Catholic Church came in and used saints to do the same thing, modern Christianity in some segments are teaching that you need angels to cast out these spirits and you're going right back to this thing, so this is what Jesus is trying to say, he's not doing that, (laughs) the devil's kingdom is not divided, and this is how the devil kingdom works, there's a person who has seven spirits, Balbera sends and says, now you guys get out, now, once the house and the person's all swept in order, they're going to be empty as the clams, y'all. Yo. You know, they're going to be empty. So now, you seven more come over here and inhabit him, and he'll be worse than he was before. So you have a little breathing space, but you get worse. And then, guess what? The exorcists come back to cast out the spirits and make a buck, okay? They leave, and seven more worse come in. Jesus says he doesn't do it that way. (laughs) He cast them out and they stay out. So if you understand how to uh, read the Bible with a little understanding of how the Second Temple Jews, they thought, what they're up against... Uh, the temples that were involved the blood rites that they witnessed the spiritual warfare that paul wrote about in ephesians 6 verses 10 through 18 there what he's talking about your bible becomes alive i tell you and i thank god that the lord gave us the authority over these spirits and we can set people free from their captivity set them free from their oppression. By the power of the holy spirit within us i just thank the lord for that i won't be teaching on that for se because that would probably be pretty controversial but i'm telling you you know from somebody who's been around who's seen this stuff come through it fought many spiritual battles i just want you to know that is why i want to let you know about the occult workings, how they work, how they manipulate the spirits. Now, I also learned this also from the reservations where the certain tribes do different things, okay, different practices, but it's the same principle. Uh, One person told me they did not like the sweat lodge because the spirits come in there and they feel the spirits, and the the sweat lodge was for the spirits to to ride your back and that basically the deific mass so you can manipulate your spirits to be your your helpers to go get you and fetch you this and fetch you that and to do this and that for you or to attack people with and so so people use their traditional medicine they call it on the reservation or their magic to conjure spirits to attack another family member or another person in another family or whatever and they do the same to them and so you have people just cursing each other all the time and so i'm just just saying when you see this stuff uh, happening you see uh, kids up there on the reservation as well as here in the urban areas who have visitations from slender man they call them now uh, used to be called shadow people a long time ago and they're and they're attacked by these entities and when you see the ritual abuse that goes on even in the urban areas with this occult high level stuff it's not very prevalent. It's not all over the place. It's a select few who do it. Okay. There is a reason why an email was released by John Podesta, who, uh, Hillary Clinton's advisor there, who talks about spirit cooking. <laughs> There's a reason for that. You know, you got high level occultists in high places. That's usually who these people are. They're very close to the heads of state. Just saying. It. It's been like this since way 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 since way before egypt way you know back in mesopotamia back in the book of genesis chapter six probably when it started i'm just saying so this they've been at this a long time and they know what they're doing and the church doesn't i'm trying to educate you not gross you out i'm trying to teach you that you have a power and authority to fight this stuff and that through jesus christ you can overcome you can have your broken heart healed (laughs) you can be set free of your captivity you can be free from your oppression you can have good news instead of a crushed spirit and so that you can rebuild the waste places that many generations made a waste and you can rebuild it into the image and shape that god wants i mean you can transform your family or whatever situation you're in can be transformed if you've been robbed in your life raised in an abusive home god can work with you and change you out of that having the effect of that follow you around the rest of your life that's how good god is that's how much he loves us he didn't leave us orphans he gave us the holy spirit so we can resist the enemy so in the upcoming january sessions i'll be teaching on the armor of god and let me conclude with this the armor of god is very powerful there are actually nine pieces of armor (laughs) But there's six listed, but everyone doesn't pay attention to prayer in verse 18. And another verse, learning how to have, when you're hurt and when you're down, admit that you're down, have other people pray for you. That's another piece of armor. So you have eight pieces there. Two of them involve communication. <laughs> the other six involve the armor. Three of them you put on, and three of them you take up. We'll be exploring all the differences. Why? I'll give you a clue. The devil moves... You know how he moves let me tell you how he moves he moves against truth he moves against righteousness he attacks God's peace he attacks faith he attacks salvation he does everything to stop the word of God the sword of the spirit going out he attacks prayer life he'll do everything impossible to keep you asking for prayer when you're hurting. God countermoves that by having us put on and take up the armor of God and maintain communication, by putting on the belt of truth, by the breastplate of righteousness. Are you getting it? (laughs) By having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Then we are to take up the shield of faith, we defeat these things by putting on the helmet of salvation and taking up the sword of the Spirit and having a prayer life, We're developing knowing God and Him knowing you. On top of that, folks, the most awesome thing is when you're hurting and down, you're to call for the elders of the church to come and pray for you and help you through your tough times. So the Lord wants us in communication. He wants us to put on and take up the armor of God to counter the devil's moves against truth and righteousness, the peace. Yeah, the devil's attacking attacking your faith, attacking salvation, attacking the word of God, attacking communication with God and each other. And that's why the armor of God is important. So stay tuned. Till the next time. So I just want to go ahead and close this out and things. So I'm going to roll roll the Daily Renegade. I call it the bean footage, that beautiful bean footage of becoming a member of the Daily Renegade. With that, I'm gonna say till January when I come back on, be prepared to take off in Jesus' name. So now we're gonna roll that beautiful bean footage. How many of you like hear subjects that the church does not like to talk about like bible prophecy that's rarely talked about anymore how about nephilim you don't hear too much about them you don't hear too much about ufos and abductions you don't hear a whole lot really of any really true theology it's kind of hard to find true theology being taught how many of you like to hear about you know subject matters about the cult and the new age movement you know the world events um The advancements of the AI, artificial intelligence, robotics, so forth, uh, social trends, secret societies, uh, spiritual warfare. How many of you like to hear and hear subjects like, you know, the rise of the occult and witchcraft, who the old gods are, and plus so much more? Well, you get that kind of teaching from the Daily Renegade from the peck report from apollo nearing with seth mcveigh uh... how about get real with cody peck we hear um, you know this show for example we talk about those things you know, you even have Gary Wayne, the author of the Genesis six conspiracy here, called the Christian Contrarian doing his show. You have Ryan Peterson, who wrote about Nephilim, and he talks about Bible prophecy in the show Beginning and the End. You have the Radical Christian which I like with Drew Graffa. And you have Beauty in the Bible and Moms and Miracles, you have Through the Black Uncensored, and so much more on the Daily Renegade, I tell you, you have a lot of stuff. You have articles. So please don't Don't forget that you can become part of something new and help build up the Daily Renegade and help Josh Peck set up a Christian platform in case, and you heard the routine, social media pulls the plug again. I mean, I've, I've got a, a Facebook group that I was doing a live stream, and one of my live streams got axed. <laughs> I don't know what I said in it, but whatever I said must have offended somebody. But social media can pull the plug any time. In order to not to do that, we got to have a Christian platform so you can help... Build a Christian platform by becoming a member of the Daily Renegade for $10 a month or $100 a year. And you will hear all the uninterrupted shows on the Daily Renegade website on the topics that interest you. How do I do that? Well, just click on the link below. As you're watching this, you'll see the link below and click on it and become a member today.